Welcome to Arcade Attack. Retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome, listeners, to another Arcade Attack podcast. This is Dylan. I'll be your host for the evening slash morning slash afternoon, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> I'm joined today by Rob. Hello. <laughs> Is it him you're looking for? Um, Adrian. Oh, I love Lionel Richie. So um, I'm here dancing on the ceiling. You dancing on the ceiling and Keith. I hope we're not going to be here all night long. Wow. Oh. He had to, didn't he? <laughs> so good. That was completely improvised, it was, as, wasn't it? As, as is this podcast. Ooh. So um, Lionel Richie isn't a clue, unfortunately, for anything that we're going to do today. Okay. Um, but we don't often blow our own trumpet. Do we, boys? Really? You know, we usually get someone to do it for us. I, I think you that. need to have a rib missing for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Prince. Um, so we've been doing this for two years now. Yes. Say what? Yeah. Two years. And who? Yep, yep, yep. Shell pointed it to me out the other day. She yes. did. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, so Keith, yep. Keith on the half. November um, 2016. And I was like, what? Yeah, it really <laughs> doesn't feel like I've been doing this two years. Ah. <laughs> Rob missed like a whole year. Pretty much. Nah, like mm. six months. Really? Mm. Yeah. I was uh, back yeah, I think in he was May in from the, yeah, the summer of 2017. Rob was in. Okay. All right. That's yeah. The good old days, we call them, don't we? That's fine. The good old days. <laughs> the pre-scrappy-do days. <laughs> uh, November also marks uh, four years since I started Arcade Attack. Proper. Ah. Congrats. I know I had um, Dylan's Arcade before that. <laughs> the Ill- ill-fated Dylan's Arcade. Um, but yeah, it's odd actually how the whole arcade attack, arcade attack, um, arcade attack, um, arcade attack stuff came about really because it started with my mum destroying all of my magazines after I'd sifted them through and got rid of the ones that were tatty, etc., etc. And then she put everything into the recycling bins. So yeah. I thought you're helping the earth a bit though with the recycling. Yeah, yeah, no, look because. For the I'd still have the magazines in my in my cupboard. You know, I've seen the price of uh, retro gaming magazines on YouTube now. It's like it's like Highlander by destroying your magazines. Every, <laughs> other, every other copy has become more valuable. More valuable, yeah. Well, I think even back then, I think they were getting about a tenner each. Um, Little gold mine must be more. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, so started the blog, really just to recreate reviews and things that I'd lost through those magazines disappearing. And then I think Rob obviously came up with the idea of like a comment type thing to go on the site. And then Adrian came up with the interviews and then Keith came up with the podcasting. So everyone from, you know, from small acorn, big old oak tree. Is it oaks that grow from acorns? Uh, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay. Big old, oak, <laughs> big old oak tree has grown. So yeah, here we are. So it's really lovely. Obviously, I want to say thank you to. Everyone who's listening to this right now, everyone who's yeah, been to absolutely. the website, mm-hmm. um, really staggering when you think what each each episode gets about 300, 400, yeah, three or four hundred plays. Yeah. So pretty mad when you consider all those people. Just try and picture four hundred people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mad. So thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Means a lot. All your nice comments as well, especially of late, have been really nice. But I suppose 
the thing is, is that the topic we call retro gaming, don't we? Yes. Retro gaming, right? Uh, one of our Twitter friends, iRetroGame or iRetro, one of the guys almost from, you know, with us from the, um, from the beginning back in 2014, had a little spat the other day. Twitter is prone to spats. I think John's had a few. Retro Boy John's had a couple. Um, iRetro's had a couple. Game Everyone tri- on Twitter's had a couple. Well, we haven't, been we a lot. haven't really We've had, had a little we one. We try and avoid the drama, don't we? We just, we kind of sidestep all the... We, we try and stay out of it, but from not the sensible we soccer versus people. Oh, that was a little spat. We upset Dino Dini. Oh yeah, oh, D- Dino Dini trolled us. He did. Yeah, <laughs> that was like that is something. I mean, see, when we have a spat, we have a proper one. Yeah, j- just to draw a line on the striker Dino Dini. Yeah, did he Dino do striker? Yeah, he did kick, kick off yeah. and goal. Huh. He wasn't happy that we'd left kick off out of the discussion. Well, but it was you know it was Sensi versus FIFA. That was it wasn't. And yeah, kickoff was like, before our time. Yeah. It's a bit like having a discussion on whether the, the clash of the Sex Pistols are better than Dave Anion from The Damned comes in going, <laughs> hey, hold on a sec. <laughs> but, raises a good point, actually, mm. because kickoff was before our time, yeah. really. Yeah. When, by the time we got, we got into, um, football games, yep. it was FIFA, it was Sensi, it was, that's why they, it was they were John, the ones we chose. John Maybe Barnes International Soccer for me on the Amiga. <laughs> thank you very much. John Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I read I had this spat with this guy and basically he put up a picture of a, a DS with Pokemon Diamond, yeah. I think, on it mm. and put a hashtag retro gaming because he's like, he tweets about retro yeah. gaming stuff yeah. and da, da, da. And someone who will remain anonymous, uh, had took, took issue with that and said, that's not retro. It then turned into like a like a three four person Twitter spat between I retro this guy Game Tripper and and John all at the same time. And I just kind of I just put some funny gifs in between it because I thought it was all pretty hilarious. But it, it it raised a question for me: What actually constitutes retro gaming? Because when I started Dylan's Arcade, I specifically just wanted to do eight bit. 16 bit stuff. Do you remember? remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted, uh, Master yep. System, NES, mm. Mega Drive, SNES, right? That, that, that for me was retro gaming. That's what I kind of classified it as. See, this is the thing. So these guys are going back and forth, back and forth. And people are saying, well, you know, the DS is now the 2DS, 3DS. Mm-hmm. Okay. The original DS could be considered retro mm. or not, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Where does one draw the line? So I'm going to let you guys well, have... 2D little, or not 2D? That is the question. A little think about nice. that. Because th- this, this is whole... Retro gaming is massive now, right? Huge. It's huge. We're talking... Uh, okay, the YouTubers haven't got as many subscribers as gaming YouTubers. They've got yeah. sort of like more like 100,000 subscribers as opposed to, to millions. But that's pretty mad. Mm. We consider all the shops... All the sort of the merchandising that goes around it, all the events now, yeah, play expo, mm-hmm. revival, um, digitizer, yeah, talking about shows now. So you go eight bit. So sort of, Dave is kind of mainstream TV, and it's not at the same time. Yeah. But you know, that's it's it's There's a retro gaming show on Dave. Yeah, called Go Eight Bit oh, with cool. Dara O'Brien. I don't think it's been <coughs> renewed though for a new series. I think it's gone now. It was, I, it, it was flawed. Yeah, it, was it flawed. wasn't as good as it could have been. No, um, but I think that's why Digitizer obviously trying to 
trying to step yeah. into that space and I think I've already got about 10,000 subscribers. Last time I looked, they might have more. Mm-hmm. So Are you thinking Arcade Attack the TV show? Is that what you think? Is that, I'm what, is that what this is? Is that what he's leading up to? I'm not thinking <laughs> like Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> but with games. Or Wayne's World the game. There was one. It was like, terrible. Uh, hey, we're good with Noah. We're good with Noah's Arcade. You can be, <laughs> you can be on this version. <laughs> so, so there's two questions. So the first one, consider this whilst I give another little sort of prelude, is what constitutes retro gaming? And the other one, is it's a fear a fear of the bubble bursting so the retro gaming bubble mm. will it burst and if so when all right so you guys consider Ooh. that okay. and i'll just kind of talk about what i think about retro gaming you want to go first or um yeah well just i don't know if you want to give i'm gonna give you guys a, a few moments just to compose your thoughts and then i don't know like i already know what i'm gonna say Ooh. so boom all right then i'll start and then rob can follow so for me it it's oh, it's evolved from the eight, eight, 16 bit yeah. stuff. We've got Saturn features mm-hmm. now. We've got Dreamcast stuff. N sixty four. Yep. PS two at a push. We have we have yeah. Um, we've done you know we've PS2 done podcasts on PS two games. Yeah. I my 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 gut feeling is that PS two and everything since isn't retro. Wait, including, including PS2? Including the PS2, because you play PS2 stuff now, and I don't, I've, some of those games still look amazing. Yeah. Which I don't think, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel retro like an old game I, to uh, me. I can't remember who posted it on Twitter, but I think someone very recently said FIFA something, it might have been 15, was available on the PS4, PS3, and PS2. Was, okay. I, it might oh, not be FIFA 15. I think it might have been Robin. Yeah, yeah. he tweeted it. And that's really interesting I think because... It was FIFA... Was it FIFA 14? Something. It was really just, quite recent. It was quite bizarre. Yeah. And you could almost argue that they're still making... Well, I don't know anymore, but they're still making new games, games for the PS2. For the PS2. Well, I think... That, yeah. I think my personal feeling on this, and this goes beyond gaming into like kind of every other bit of culture, is that... If it's too old for an 18-year-old to remember, then it's retro. If an 18-year-old can remember it, then I think it's not. So we'd be looking at maybe mid-2000s. I'd put PS2 in there and original Xbox, but nothing, I think, past that. Okay, so you'd, you'd include Xbox, you'd include PS2. Just about, yeah. Because kind of 18-year-olds would have been, what, juniors, junior sort of primary Years, wouldn't they, when when those came out? So, what, 2000 is when they would have been born? Well, no, PS2 came out early, like, what, 2002, 2003? No, 2000. There? No, 2000. Well, and, yeah. See, this is this is the thing, because everyone's got their own kind of perception of it. And you could, yeah, I mean, I don't, we'll obviously debate it. I don't know if you can put, you know, a definition on... What is it an abstract? Retro. It's what, it yeah. is, because I think it's what is retro to you. But then that's another question. How can such an abstract concept have such mm. a massive following? It's But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it is necessarily an abstract concept. I mean, if it feels foreign to what comes out these days, then I think it counts. And if you look at PS2 stuff, yeah, there is some analogy. And obviously, that was a big step forward in terms of that generation of games. Yeah. But I do think it feels different to what's coming out now. I think there is a different aesthetic there and a different ethos to it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um... So the DS thing. So going back to iRetro's thing. The DS, I think, was released mid 
two thousands, isn't it? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Have you got a better idea on that? Uh, I think even those Pokemon games. I think those Pokemon games might have been sort of late two thousands. Yeah. Would I mean? (laughs) It's all subjective, isn't it? Surely. What does Adrian think? I think uh, for me, for me personally, um, it's almost like I had a weird cutoff point in gaming. Actually, I played a lot of games Mm. growing up as a teenager. early 20s, up to the PS2. Then I almost uh, took a little break from gaming, weirdly. I, I still played... I think we all did, didn't mm, we? Yeah, like, there was like yeah. that kind of chunk. Mid to late 2000s. There was a chunk, and I suppose well. we were trying to grow up a little bit, maybe, and that's a bit sad when you think about it. No, I don't think it's to do with that. It's your perspective changes, and you become more interested in different things. I don't yeah. think it needs to be a... It's not necessarily giving up something. You just... Your mm-hmm. concentration and focus shifts. Yeah. yeah. I think mean, that's fair. And I got... I played the odd PC game there, but after the PS2... For me, console gaming took a sort of back seat. Um, it kind of got revitalised with the kids a bit, playing the Wii and so forth. But really, it's only been quite recently, after maybe the last four or five years, I've got properly back into gaming again. I've, I'm pretty happy about that. I've got no regrets at all about doing that. So for me, there's almost cut-off point thinking, the good old days. Yeah. And the PS2 was the line for me personally. Yeah. Before that, it was the N64 the original PlayStation. And I, so um, for me personally, when I think of retro, I I do include PS2, but nothing further than that. Uh, the DS, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because I'm a big fan of the DS, actually. I've still got a lot of DS games at home. I've got a 3DS as well. A I, 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 little one written rule in my head is it should be about two generations behind. So I know you could argue that the, the, the DS is just one behind the 3DS slash mm. 2DS. So I wouldn't call it retro retro, but it's... I don't know, it's tough, but handheld's a slightly different kettle of fish, isn't it? But for me, PS2 or before, and GameCube as well, I include that in that as well. I think GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. How far off DS games than sort of 3DS games, apart from the 3D element, they're not much no. different, are um, they? And actually, when I played 3DS games, the first thing I do is switch off the 3D element. Put, yeah. that, put that right down straight away. <laughs> Forget that rubbish. Um, I just didn't get. I didn't like it that the 3D element personally. I didn't like uh, it. I think it, gimmicky. It looked, it looked fun. It looked fun at the time. Yeah. And then you just, you start playing a game in it. Hence, hurts your eyes, and then yeah. you have to turn it off. Hence why they released the 2DS. And I just got a 2DS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and I liked it. And you know they released a lot of Zelda games at the time, so I played a lot of those. Um, you've got to have your Zelda games. I've got to have my Zelda games. But just think about the old 2D, the, the uh, sorry, the DS Zelda games. I don't class them as retro. For me, it's got to be Wind Waker back. So GameCube and back for me. GameCube and back. Right? Yeah. And GameCube is the same period as PS2 and Xbox, okay. isn't it? Yes. Um, would you say that nostalgia actually comes into this? I'm going to throw that in, into the mix. Yeah. Um, it, it's all about nostalgia, isn't it? Is it all about nostalgia? Uh, um, I don't know. Like, there's different kinds of nostalgia. I mean, I don't know if anyone else here has read Generation X by Douglas Coupland. No, unfortunately not. I know Classic of it. I've never read it. But. 90s literature. Anyway, um, he talks about the different kinds of nostalgia. All right. And um, one type of nostalgia is nostalgia for something you've never actually experienced. And so, okay. you know, like, we were born in the early 80s, but if you we can kind of buy into the aesthetic... Of like uh, late, se- you know, late seventies, early to mid eighties kind of stuff, where we weren't necessarily around, but we can see how it fits into greater mm. culture. And there's that overall aesthetic feeling you go for. Do you have to be a certain age to to have nostalgia about Not, things? Um, direct nostalgia, yeah, but I think it's possible. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line there? 
What do you mean? So, what line? can a child experience? Nostalgia? I think it's unusual for a child to. I think it get, there's obviously a point people reach in their lives because mm. kids, when you're a kid, you're always looking forward. You're always looking mm. forward to something. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there's they never look back. Well, kids they don't, don't really look back. look back. That's what I mean. There's obviously a certain point where you start looking yeah. back. Like, like when people look back yeah. to their ancestors, I don't think that really interests you until you reach a little bit older age. You think, where did I come from? Who, who are my parents and parents, parents and whatnot? Well, yeah, because like death comes into it. But I mean, mm. that's kind of like, that's part of the fear of death. But I think in terms of kind of younger kids, it, yeah, it's not direct in the same way it might be when we're kind of looking back on early, mid-90s stuff when we got into gaming, but we're still grabbing onto an overall aesthetic, like a feeling that ties into the wider culture of the time, uh, you know, at the same time, of the time, and I think you don't really have to be any age to buy into that. I've, I've got a crazy question then. I'm jumping on uh, Dill's pod a bit here. Uh, have you guys ever felt nostalgia to play games before our time? Like games in the 70s, late 70s, like the old-fashioned Space Invaders, for example. A bit. Well, I always, always had a soft spot for Space Invaders yeah. and Defender, but they're amazing games, though, aren't yep, they? Yeah, yeah. And they and they were in compilation games and things when we were obviously with our Amigas and yeah, and yeah, and yeah. consoles. So we 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 didn't experience them firsthand, no. but we definitely there was definitely a part of our our growing up. Well, maybe we didn't experience them new, but I mean, like, definitely when I was kind of growing up with the Famicom and like those 32 and 1 mm. games, I played a lot of those old games like Digger, Ice mm-hmm. Climber, that kind of stuff. Didn't really fancy them, but mm. you know, I can kind of appreciate where they came from and what yeah. they fit into. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, the, the nostalgia thing before we move on from that point. Mm. So, say a 18 year old has bought his first PS4. Or Xbox One, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell it's called. Um, but when they were a kid, they were given an Xbox 360 mm. or PS3. Yeah, or a Wii, even. They might get nostalgic about those games. Mm. Would they consider that retro? Would it be, would it be acceptable for them to consider those consoles well, that's the thing. That's, retro? That's why I think it's subjective, because I think it's whatever... Whatever's nostalgic to you, that's an individual thing. And so, in your mind, that's kind of what you consider to be retro mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So, I think it is subjective. I don't think you can just define, oh, it has to be two generations of consoles back. Or, you know, to us, it might be. Like Agent was saying, um, for me, that point kind of where I look back fondly is kind of PS2 era. It's probably like the most recent, you know, everything after that I wouldn't mm-hmm. consider retro. But that's, you know our age and our experiences so i've got i can chip in with that because i've i've got a sony 17 mm. and when he was growing up uh i often played the gamecube with him wind waker for example mm-hmm. and if he was going to go back now he sometimes does play some of my retro consoles but he would never go back to any console before the gamecube yeah so he's like oh i remember playing the gamecube when i was growing up i'll put that on mm. or i remember playing the wii I'll play some of my old Wii games. He wouldn't think about playing the Jaguar. And it, it, it oh, that's neither, neither would I. <laughs> He's bully, keeps bullying me again. <laughs> Stop Keith. bullying Adrian. Do the math. <laughs> Do the math. No, but that's interesting because for my son, he would consider the GameCube very retro. The Wii mm. was still retro in his eyes. And he's still, he's still got a Wii in his uh, bedroom, actually. You know, he, he still plays the old games, the old Zelda games, for example. He remembers playing them as a kid. So he, it brings back good memories for him. You but, you know, he's still a kid now, truthfully. He's still 17. He's still, 
you know, he's not an adult quite yet, I'd say, but... No, but that's it. Going back yeah. to what I was saying just now, he's obviously reached that point where he can go look back to when you played Wind Waker on the GameCube, and he feels this nostalgia He wants to experience that, that yeah. nostalgia by playing it, and those good times that he shared with mm. you. But I think, like, like, going back to what I was saying before, I think you can't just look at games on their own. You have to look at how they tie into the greater gaming and overall culture. I mean, like, kind of transferring this over to, say, music for a second. Mm-hmm. We were like we were kind of already into stuff before bands like The Strokes and The White Stripes came out, but they're still retro bands. Mm. No, they are retro. Like you know, you look at what they're doing; it's something that's removed from anything that's come out in music the last five, ten years. They mm. are in that retro field. White and, Stripes are always fans of using retro equipment, weren't they? Like recording well, their well, their both, older stuff. Well, both those bands were, but I mean, yeah. my point is like the kind of music that was coming out then in the early two thousands is removed from what was out today, and there is a different aesthetic. I think it's the same with kind of gaming. I think I don't understand, like, the need to really get... gaming has an aesthetic, like an actual sort of definable aesthetic? A different aesthetic that's... I mean, obviously, each generation of consoles has a different kind of aesthetic Mm. from what came before and after, but I think it's noticeably different. When it gets noticeably different, that's when it is retro. I mean, I think it's ridiculous to have a a strong opinion... And this to the point you attack someone else, but on the other hand, I don't think it's rare. I think there can be a definable idea of what isn't and what isn't. It's just trying to define it, isn't it? Mm. There can be, but I've not been able to define it really. I mean, I've been ever since this little spat. I've literally just been turning this. Yeah, this is more. This is yeah. This is one to celebrate our anniversary and that, and Mm. also why we do it. But it's also to to cathart a little bit. I guess, but like nostalgia is a personal thing, whereas retro gaming is, because is, it's objective, must be by definition a definable thing. Mm. If we seek to like ex- explore mm. it as an objective concept. No, I don't want to chuck the cat amongst the pigeons, Dylan, but I remember, I, I think a couple of years ago now, I said, oh, it'd be great to talk about Zelda games on N64 and stuff. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I don't. No, that's, no, not retro. that's not 16 yeah, bit. Yeah. Because that's not, yeah, but again, that wasn't nostalgic for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. I didn't, I thought, because my definition back then of what retro gaming yeah. was, was 8-bit stuff, 16-bit yeah. yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. draw the line there. That, is that, I never played Zelda growing up. I never had an N64 growing up. I've yeah. literally only just But that pretty much proves my point. Like, what is retro is not set in stone. No, it moves. It's, yeah, because the, like, cause the further we go along, yeah. like, the more stuff becomes retro because... I've, you have that kind of or, two Rob's generation, right. I think year fi- even five, six years ago, you would if you'd said, "Oh, PS like PlayStation One and sixty four is retro," people would have. Mm, is it what? now? You, but I think now people are like, "Well, it's over twenty years ago, they're quite comfortable with that." Mm. So they've put so like, it's the, always the, the kind of the twenty year yeah. kind of marker. Is on it, it? Yeah, is that the marker? Is, is that the marker? Years? Is it twenty? Is it ten? Yeah. Is it fifteen? So do I have to wait two more years before I can call the PS2 retro? Or yeah. you know, it's, it's <laughs> I think it's constantly. Okay, but I just flux. I changed Dylan's mind. It's all my fault. Or my, my yeah, it could just be agents. Fault. January twenty twenty. I'm going to declare <laughs> the PS2 as retro <laughs> everywhere on every social media outlet I can find. Do it. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing to think about, isn't it? It is, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, we have our brand of retro gaming. Mm. How many different brands of retro gaming, retro gamers are there producing content right now? How do you find the creator for you? Age? Quality. Quality. Quality, but, and again, it, it just the kind of stuff they're covering. Mm. I, I Although it's interesting to hear about the history of... 
the stuff that was kind of pre our era of gaming, mm. you know, in the seventies and stuff, it doesn't appeal to me that much. Maybe mm. because of my age and what I'm interested in or what I played as a kid. So it's kind of, you know, what do these people focus on? Because not, you know, there's few channels that cover the whole spectrum. Of what are your favourite channels? I mean, let's 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 do a bit of a uh, a bit of a what uh, favours favours for some of these channels and. Actually, tell our guys what what we watch and what we. Kane and Rince, isn't it? Oh, big podcast! I, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Kane and Rince. But again, they, they cover you know it's a podcast, but they cover they cover sort of from Space Invaders up to now. They cover well, like everything. They cover pretty much everything, so which is cool. Um, but then you know, I suppose you can just kind of pick and choose. You know, if they cover, if they're doing a podcast about Space some people Invaders, do both. Some yeah. people do do both. They just do a gaming. Let's do a gaming Just a general channel gaming channel, yeah. Like um, Gemma over at Juicy Game Review. She does everything, doesn't yeah. she? She yeah. does your old stuff and does your new stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't like current gen gaming. Sorry. <laughs> Not a big fan. Even though I do have Spider-Man on the way for Christmas. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. But I'll tell you who I do enjoy. Happy Console Gamer. Happy Console Gamer. Yeah. He's Heard awesome. of? Yeah. Canadian guy. Um, okay. Johnny Millennium. All right. Not his birth name, I don't think. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a really cool guy. And the good thing about his channel is, it says it in the name, he tends to be not irritatingly positive if he mm. doesn't like something or say so. But I, I kind of find it's, it's too much, um, there's too much stuff online of people wanting to be critical of things. You know? Okay. It's, 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 surely it's more fun to just talk about stuff you enjoy. We've not you been non critical about things, Bubsy. Um, no, so no, I know. No, I know. But we're not relentlessly negative. No, Do you know yeah, what I mean? I, and I think so. your thing's a fair crack, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I hate Bubsy, but then I've hated Bubsy for years. I've been trying to get Bubsy With to send me a reason. copy of that new one. He's still refusing to send <laughs> there me a copy. There you go, see? He, he still follows you, right? He still follows us. <laughs> <laughs> just, just ask him, what that could possibly no go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you had to say it, didn't you? You had to say it. But, hmm. It's a funny one, isn't it? It mm. is a funny one. I've, I've got a couple of plugs. Oh, go on. Go on to. then. Yep. Um, there's a really good podcast called the Upper Memory Block Podcast. Oh, I've not heard of it. And they do one. DOS gaming, basically. And this, I can't remember his name now. He's a, he's a really good host. And he goes into the real nuts and bolts of classic PC games. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I can get with that. The old classics. And um, I just like the way he talks. He goes through the games. He has a good sense of humor. Um, because you, you, you had a lot of DOS games. Yeah. So what he's saying is directly oh, yeah. relatable. Truthfully, I'd I usually skip the episodes that I, the games that really interest me. But these games I played as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that so he did a really good Junican one, for example, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, a lot of actually Lucas Arts ones, I thought he done mm-hmm. really well. I also like this YouTube channel called Second Opinion Games, and um, he plays a lot of like Jaguar games, for example, and. A lot of Jaguar games get a bad rap. I think sometimes uh, undeservedly uh, so. I'm uh, coming, not from you. I'm coming, never yeah, from not me. From you, no. no, for example, Fight for Life is often regarded as a terrible fighter. You know, it's actually the person that made Virtual Fighter. Thank you very much. They they got the person involved. It wasn't completely yeah, finished. Well, Sorry, was it Francois? But yeah, we've got we've got him on the site, haven't we? Of course, he's gonna very well soon. well uh, very early soon. next year. Early, early next, next year, year. But, yeah. but that's quite a big name, and I feel a bit sorry for him really. But the game isn't terrible. It's not perfect. The game isn't terrible. I think that's... that's, that's no, he, I think he'll be the first to admit it was slightly rushed. But um, this gentleman, uh, Second Opinion Games, he, he put some real time in the game. I, I was watching it. I don't actually... Actually, I do own a copy truth. I have to play it myself a bit more. But he really got into the nuts and bolts and really gave it a good try and looked at the strategy behind the game and said, actually, there's a good game down in this game. You know, really quite interesting game. All right. 
So, um, hey, who knows? A Fight for Life podcast. Fight for Life versus Virtual Fighter one day. Who knows, Aoki? Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, like, retro gaming content is not, itself is not really a massive priority for me. Like, I like kind of looking back or looking kind of stuff that do general retro things because I'm interested in retro culture and, like, gaming culture mm. is part of that. What, I, like, really fascinates me is looking at how different bits of the culture actually fits into what was coming out at the time, what was happening politically, socially, yep. elsewhere in the culture. I like general retro stuff. I mean, I quite like OSW Review, like the kind of podcast looks at old school right. wrestling kind of stuff. And they also do a video game music um, kind of thing on the side. Like one of those guys does a ret- you know actual video game music thing from like the start to present. And that's, you know, that's quite interesting. But I think in general, going back to what we were talking about before, I just think there's a general aesthetic that kind of, and you can see it like the 80s, 90s, like kind of remake aesthetic now. Stuff, something like Vaporwave, for instance. Mm. Like that, you know, yeah, Keith knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, He's yeah, nodding. Yeah. Like, um, you know, just that feel of it. Mm. I like the feel of it. Which is why I kind of, I like kind of talking about this stuff, you know, when we're kind of doing these things. I like talking about the games, but also like, I like how, the actual ethos of it and the feel and the feel, how it ties what, into how it came what about. was going yes. on around what was going it on at, the at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So like re- retro game is like of history, it. isn't it? We're yeah. like historians. Yeah. I mean, like something that's just come out that's pretty interesting is, uh, the novelist Martin Amos. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just put, they've just reissued this book he wrote in the mid eighties about arcade gaming. He was like hanging out with these like arcade gamers mm-hmm. and, it doesn't look that good from like the excerpts I've seen, <laughs> but like it is so much of product of its time. And it's mm. so interesting to kind of look at it in the like that space and time in the mid eighties. We had a game, you had like films like War Games and The Last Starfighter, yeah, which kind of ties into that whole early arcade culture mm. stuff like Space Invaders and all those kind of space shooting games. And I just think it's really interesting. You kind of tie that into something like um, TV show like Halt and Catch Fire. It's oh, kind of a yes. retro, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know... A Kev's, ba- Kev's favourite program. Kev loves that, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I made it through one series, probably going to go to the, the others at some point, but it's pretty bleak. Anyway, but no, just like, and that's got really interesting. Computers, man, microcomputers, man. But it's really interesting because it's got like this kind of really cool old like electro kind of theme to it and it looks really cool You'd say and it like... retro, right? Yeah, it does it look, has, has that retro oh, feel it, to it, but it. it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. it's retro enhanced. Mm. And like, that's why I think it's really interesting looking back and stuff at stuff now is that we have the benefit of perspective and we can kind of look at it at a new way, in a new way, in a way that wouldn't have been looked at when it was actually came out then. Okay. So it's a way of look, a way, a, a way of looking back retro gaming, essentially. Um, just to, just to cover off what, who I watch and why I watch them. Mm. Um, apart from Octavius. Kitten who kind of goes into spectrum stuff. Yeah, I mainly watch YouTubers that cover eight, uh, like more recent eight uh, bit stuff, sixteen bit stuff, like Slopes. Yeah, Kim I was going to mention DJ Slope actually. Yeah. yeah, G of course, G to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Um, top loader, those guys because it's more. That's that, what's it's instant. It's immediately to you, relatable to like, you. That's you look it. at it's it. What like, you relate to, like, isn't it? Top loader was playing Turtles arcade game. Yeah. the other day. Um, mm. G obviously with his Sonic stuff, yeah, and Sega yeah. stuff. It's it's right there, right? Mm. So this is the kind of stuff that that you know those guys are retro gamers. It's nostalgic for us. Yeah, I mean one one of my favorite. It's been taken down now, and, and Tyler who used to run the channel was a friend of G's. 
Oh um, yeah, iRetro. The, the other, the other iRetro gamer. gamer. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever watch any of his videos? Yeah, they were good, man. Oh, it's fantastic stuff. He used to share it, it, it videos um, that his dad used to film when he mm. was a kid. Um, and so Top you're talking early nineties. Well, yeah. So it's all home video stuff, but his dad was really sort of keen into it. So they're quite good quality. Um, and it's just seeing that kind of stuff. That's, that's a real like injection of nostalgia. It'd be like a Christmas morning where he got these master system games or these mega drive games. Oh, and yeah. that kind of, and I used to love seeing those. And it's a shame he's actually, he's stopped what he's doing with the channel now. Well, um, man, I, was, I actually have almost a fetish for those things. You can kind of get the, like, the mixes on YouTube, the visual mixes of like early nineties, um, home video stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Love that kind of, just the feel of it feels mm, surreal. Mm. It's like a time capsule. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's great. It's funny for, for obviously like for our parents, all they really have are the odd photograph. Mm. For us, it's it, those little grabs of like old camcorder footage yeah. and stuff like that. It's magic. Because, like, yeah. you know, that's probably what Bob's talking about. You know, it kind of takes you, transports you mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Kids these days, <laughs> sorry, but, you Can know, film it, it, everything. kids these days, they they, they're not going to ha- their memories are going to be terrible because yeah. they don't have to remember anything. No. It's all there. This it's all is on what the happened on pretty much every plus, day of your life. Plus, yeah. Keith, they're, they're watching unboxing videos. They're probably thinking of the future. Yeah. Did, did I unbox did that, I unbox I that or was it <laughs> someone else? Yeah. They're not going to have anything to unbox in the future. That is another story. But, yeah, I mean, just you really used to enjoy enjoy Tyler's stuff. So but again, it just plugs into that nostalgia, which is nostalgia, which is where I think for a lot of people, mm. that's kind of where the passion for retro gaming comes from, right? Because anyone could kind of go, "Oh, yeah, I remember that game we used to play." Or what? So but then, it's the, you know, that real nostalgia to, to, to. I think we've we're basically saying it's a way of looking back. It's mm. nostalgia. It's relatable. It's subjective. Yeah, it's almost intangible, but tangible at the same time. <laughs> Um, it's certainly not worth arguing about. So on Twitter. a lot of people have asked. So the second question, obviously, moving on, we don't want to get too bogged into to what I think we've answered and not answered it at the same time. Um, when is this all going to stop? If it's going to stop, because is it going to get to a point where people are going to stop looking back? One before actually we get into that, you said about the the two thousands and the mid two thousands about giving up gaming a little bit. I did the same thing. Did the same thing, but I was also addicted to eBay in the early 2000s, wow. mid 2000s. You wouldn't believe how much cheap Master System stuff I got at the time. I remember getting, um, like a four bundle with the Terminator, uh, James Bond Duel, um, some other ones, uh, fairly rare ones mm. for, for 10 pounds. That's crazy. Isn't it? Kev, that was when Kev was hoarding yeah. all of those spectrums. He, you guys were uh, in front of the crew, the crew, weren't you? Really? So. This is mad, right? Because yeah, Kev's been hoarding stuff for ages. Kev's been hoarding, <laughs> and he's got like he picked up spec like working spectrums yeah. for ten, twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, back in back in yeah, the early 2000s. there's games for like a pound each and stuff. If he was telling me once, <sighs> why wasn't retro gaming a thing back then? Why wasn't well, it? Why wasn't it a thing? Why is, what, it, only, why is it suddenly exploded why, in the last few yeah, years? So, so to answer the question about the bubble, hmm. how did the whole thing come about in the first place? Because we didn't, we definitely again, didn't no, start it's the it. passage of time. Yeah. It's got it's such a huge thing. You know, in the early 2000s, we were playing PS2, we were playing Xbox, and we were going, wow, look at this. Mm. And, you know, the... Sat- we didn't care about No, it. the sad demise of the Saturn and the Mega Drive. Well, that was just what we did when we were kids. Yeah. That's, you know, it's been and gone. But that is an easy answer. It's because the gaming culture as a whole wasn't as developed back then. You look at, kind of, say, how uh compares to the other kind of cultures. 
look at Hollywood, mm. look film kind of culture, Hollywood. Yep. Film as a whole, film stopped being made like 1900s. And like the first proper commercial films, like start coming out, uh, the 1915 to 1925 kind of thing, right? Mm. And, um, then it kind of obviously it moves along the decades. By about like the mid 70s, you're starting to get like kind of nostalgia kind of things, like people looking back to mm. 30s, 40s, 50s. People are like new filmmakers are making films in black and white. Yeah. yeah, Peter yeah. Bogdanovich doing that kind of thing. Scorsese makes Raging Bull in black and white yeah. about like something happened kind of 30 years before. Yeah. Look at but music. It's a bit like, rocky, but yeah. Look at music like late 70s, early 80s. You start having kind of bands doing a kind of pseudo 50s kind of thing. Especially in this country, like bands like Mud and, um, oh, what was that? Shawaddy Waddy? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, and you have yeah, kind yeah. of the equivalent in America with Happy Days and that kind of doing like kind of a TV kind of Shaking thing. Shaking Stevens. Yeah, Shaking Stevens. <laughs> and like. Legend. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think it is that, that kind of a 20, 30, whatever, yeah. you know, 15, 20, 30, however many years you want to have a gap. Like, there, it needs to kind of. Something needs to age so much in order then to have it. Yeah, needs I to guess, still be foreign and, and discoverable that, again. When that generation of people start to look back. When are we going to stop doing this? <laughs> I mean, because I want to try... Have you had get... enough? <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to stop doing this? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Last night, I was thinking about trying to find the next big thing to do. Hmm. I don't... It's not like I think there is an expiration on retro gaming, but I think, like with Tyler, like with lots yeah, of yeah. other people, I think they feel that there is an expiration on... But you can't, on them and you can't do everything. You can't, you can't do this forever. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything forever. When is, you know, how, when is, is it going to like wait for people to get, like, I don't know, ha- hacked off with the trolls? No, no. Or, well. Like the lack of kind of growth. What, what, You're you looking know. at it in the wrong way. Like the subject matter is not like a big issue. It's that it, things feel stale if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm, like, you know, thing. we can still we look, mix it up. Yeah. We can kinda. still look at the stuff, but you know, like, I'm not going to go into it like what we're doing personally because everyone who's listening, you know, can look back and like the last kind of dozen episodes or whatever. But I think as long as we keep on moving on to different things, I know this is a really wanky conversation to have, you know, as we talk about ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> like, we no, love but, talking about. But it's ourselves. like a general thing. If something yeah. keeps evolving, then it keeps being interesting. If it stays doing the same thing over and over again, then you get bored with it and you think this, like I've seen or heard this too many times. I can't be asked anymore. This is where I wonder, and I sometimes I've said to you guys before, I sometimes get jaded with social media and Twitter yeah. and stuff because lots of people do. My God, yeah. it's it's it has it does feel like it's kind of reaching saturation point. I mean, we were kind of saying this stuff, but it's it's not look it's not good for us. But it, you see so much of oh, do you remember this game? Do you remember this game? Do you remember this game? <laughs> yes, I remember those yes. games. Yeah. I don't need to be asked if I remember them. Every day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's the, and I you like know, the guys who spark a bit of like chat, like obviously like the, yeah, the super nerds like, like Simon and that, like get a bit of chat going on about something yeah. different, not like. Oh, you know, uh, on yeah. this day was like if something. you remember Super Mario Brothers or. Yeah, I mean, what, why are they? Is it just a? But then you you gain a lot of followers throughout. You put, like, yeah, but, that, but, that's, but maybe that's why people do it. But it to, just it's, you build them. Yeah. That is what like Rob said. It just it's just it does get stale. Mm. Remember Keith? <laughs> yeah, remember Barry? Uh, do you remember Chewbacca? <laughs> oh, I remember. Do you remember Space Invaders? Oh, I remember Space Invaders. <laughs> If it was Zelda, I'm all over it, but yeah. Uh, do, you do you remember Zelda? Remember Link? Oh, I remember Link. <laughs> do you remember Ocarina of Time? Oh, yeah. No, that came, no, I must admit, there's so many tweets about 20 years, and I got swept into it, I have to say. 
I think I t- we no, that's okay. There's mm. nothing wrong with like marking an anniversary of, yeah. of a game and stuff like that. But yeah, you do have to kind of wade through the. Are there always going to be retro gaming content producers? Just us. We'll be the last ones. I think so. <laughs> and you know, if you look at going back like on YouTube, mm. someone like Angry Video Game Nerd. Who's was there oh, yeah, from the start? Or Lord Carnage. Mean, yeah. Classic Game Room. I didn't mention Classic Game classic Room. Classic Game Room. Awesome. Got to mm. check out Classic Game Room. But he's been doing that. Uh, there's videos of his on YouTube from like Dream of, of Dreamcast games when the Dreamcast was out. That's <laughs> mad. So that is he just was there. Mad. The, so I think, like anything, there will always be people doing it. The junkyard's been I around since the Dreamcast, Dreamcast was around, hasn't it? I think the size of the audience is what will change what will determine i think you will always have passionate people about mm. you know pe- people who are passionate about anything really that will continue to produce things are we going to be passionate about in the same gaming numbers? when we go into our fifth uh, definitely 40s but in our 50s our 60s it doesn't matter like no. ultimately you can't look 20 or 30 years down the road and think what are we going to be doing then all we can do is look at where we are now what we feel now mm. and do the best job we can yeah, now you can't that goes for everyone can. doing mm. everything mm. they say boom we <laughs> It's yeah, a good way to end. But huh? no, going back to, we, we all had a gap, I think, in the mid 2000s. Mm. After, after, kind of after the PS2 era, for about five, six years, I really only played Pro Evo. Mm. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even classed myself as a gamer. Mm. I played football games on my Xbox. And that's <laughs> it. That's yeah. it. Same, same, same. Um, when I bought three, kind of come back into it. So I can't say, it. and at the moment, I'm loving my retro games. I'm loving playing my mm. Japanese Saturn games. I'm loving playing modern games. Mm. But that doesn't mean in five years that I'll get fed up with it. Uh, that I won't get fed up with it and think, eh. Do you think there'll always be a market play for like now. Pac-Man t-shirts? I don't this know. merchandise? I what, don't know. Is that mm. going to keep going forward? Mm. I don't see why not. I mean, like... We, we, we touched on this a little bit the other day, didn't we? I'd, About clothing and yeah, um, things. I, possibly. I don't know. Like, I just remember when we were kind of... When I was 11, I kind of came to this country. Like, there are mm. kids in Nirvana t-shirts. When I was like, um, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, we were hanging out in like metal bars. There are yeah. kids in Nirvana t-shirts. Decade after that, mm-hmm. there are still kids in Nirvana t-shirts. Like, mm. Pac-Man is a cultural icon. So there yes. will always be yeah. like some kind of market for that. I think, you know, certain, maybe not everything in, or retro gaming in general, but once something reaches that point, of being culturally iconic, then yeah, it'll always be around yeah, to some like extent, Sonic one way or another. And Sonic and Mario will always mm. be around. How, how about Zool? When's Zool going to get his crack of the whip? <sighs> When's he going to have t-shirts? We lasted. How long <laughs> did we last before Adrian talked about Zool? We lasted about 30 seconds before he mentioned Zelda, and we got <laughs> to 42 minutes before he mentioned Zool. So oh, the, the, the Z to Z. <laughs> Adrian's Z to Z. Do you know what multiple Zs mean, Adrian? Boring. Z, 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 Z. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll go around then, and we'll I'll just ask the question one more time. Uh, Keith, is the retro gaming bubble going to burst? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but oh, okay. I don't know when. Yeah, but you don't know when. Yeah, All right, Adrian. Well, people said the same about Bitcoin. Look at that now. Oh, <laughs> I know you got Bitcoin. You got you got Bitcoin millionaires now. Yeah. No, Bit- I, th- I think Adrian's being ironic because the Oop. price of Bitcoin is it's plummeted. Has it? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Get with the times. So no retro gaming for me. We'll probably move on generations. So I think people will look back maybe in a few years, Street Fighter a bit more. Then they'll look back at Mortal Kombat. Then they look back and think Crash Bandicoot. Um, so I think it will move in waves, just like fashion. Waves like fashion. Okay. Rob, just to re- uh, reiterate what you said earlier. As someone who used to work in a second-hand record store, I think the market for collectibles will always be there. I don't think the prices of that are going to go down anytime soon. 
I think in general, old school gaming is not part of the overall culture, so it'll always be ripe for exploration. But I think just the, the way thing people look at it and the focus will change. The focus will change, so the bubble will not burst. No, I think it'll just move on and evolve. Yeah, um, I'd probably back that as well. And just to put our listeners and readers out of their misery, um, got plenty left in the tag. Don't worry, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Um, even if I went somewhere, I'm sure these guys would carry on without me. And uh, even if the bubble does burst, we've got Bubble Bubble to play. Bubble Bubble? Yeah, stay tuned for our retro cartoon podcast. <laughs> <coming> <laughs> <up> <laughs> to um, and on that note, um, hope that's been interesting for everyone at home. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.